Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Marcel and Matt podcast. This is episode six, and we will be continuing our Armor of God series. This is the Breastplate of Righteousness. And I'm just going to defer to the scriptures so we can just, you know, move ahead and get an idea of what we're going to be talking about here. In Ephesians 6, chapter 4, uh, Ephesians 6, verse 14, it says, So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which is an upright heart. Now, carnally speaking, when going to war or engaging in combat that involves weapons that can potentially do harm to the upper torso, our modern military personnel, you know, soldiers, Marines, etc., they use several types of tactical chest plates to protect vital organs. But the highest protection they can get is known as the level five armor. This type of protection can withstand armor-piercing rifles, pistols, and a direct shot from a 30 caliber armor-piercing bullet. Now, when speaking on the type of breastplate that God has given us is of the highest quality, unmatched by any other in the material world, because this armor is spiritual in nature, meant to protect our heart, shield it from darkness, to strengthen it, and uprightness. What we hold in our hearts is, the, is a direct uh, reflection of what we think about God. Bitterness, hate, anger, unforgiveness, lust, these things leaves us emotionally susceptible to give Satan a place where he can rule. Carnally speaking, a blow to the heart is more times than not fatal. So it is in the spiritual warfare. Now, how do we equip ourselves with the breastplate of righteousness? You know, that's the topic we want to be on today. I'm going to let my co-host go ahead first. Man, uh, you know, I think... What's essential here is when Paul starts things out and he says to stand firm. That's an immediate call to action. And and before we go any further into this, you have to be able to realize that right now there is a war that is going on around you at all times, not just in the people that are around you, not just in your in, you know, the the surrounding area, but coming after you personally. And and so when he says to stand firm, that's a that's a ten hut. That's a that's a. I need your attention. I need you to stand. This is a reminder that Paul gives us. So when we go through each one of these pieces of uh, the armor of God, this is not just metaphorical. This is something that we need to be reminded of. Like this isn't a metaphorical war. This is a literal war with imagery that he has given to us on how to succeed and how to overcome. Because what I love that he says here is stand firm, but he also tells us that we can be victorious. And so when it comes to fastening on uh, this breastplate of righteousness, this is not only pointing to your own personal righteousness. This is pointing to the righteousness that Christ has purchased for you, that in him, you're righteous. And so you need to remind yourself of that. You need to preach the gospel to yourself and remind yourself that that in him, you are righteous. And so um, that that's essential that we get that right out the gate. So positionally, you've been made righteous before Christ. Now, how does that affect you functionally and practically on a daily basis? It first and foremost is going to come from reminding yourself of what Christ has already accomplished for you. And so we need to keep that in mind uh, before we point to our works, before we point to you know the things that we do that we feel make us righteous. 
we know the Bible says that that's as simple as it's a, it's like filthy rags before the Lord. Like the righteousness that we have that he's talking about here comes first and foremost from Christ. And now that you're in Christ, live like you're in Christ. That's how we can stand firm in that way. I'm in Christ. I know that I'm righteous. Therefore, I can live a righteous life. And so that's that's essential. What, what do you think, man? Yeah, man, you're, you're right on with that, man. And I want to touch on something else. You know, the, the, the heart, it's a very sensitive thing, you know, as far as it's accessible to anything. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, our eyes are the windows to our soul. So what we look at, what we perceive in our day-to-day walk, what we, what we put on the TV, you know, even what we think about, man, everything filters down to the heart. And what we put in it, man. So how do we guard that? How do we, you know, put that lock and key on it to where we can't, you know, be susceptible to those things and those, those wiles of the devil, his, the, the Satan, you know, his adversaries, his, his army, man. So I think what we have to do is be careful what we put into our minds and what we look, you know, and how do we filter that down to our heart. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one thing that we need to do is be disciplined and not in the fact that, you know, militant discipline, but, you know, Watch what we say, watch what we look at on TV, watch what we decide to, to, to listen to on the radio, things of that nature, man, because the mind, first and foremost, is the battleground. And whatever we put in our mind is, is going to come out through the heart, man, no matter what. Reading God's word daily, staying in prayer, those things are protective mm-hmm. to us, man. Those things are put up. These safeguards are put up to us, for us, by God, for a reason. Because whatever is in our hearts, man, is going to filter out into the real world. We can't say that we love our brother. Even we can't say we can love our wife or our children, but not show it. That means we're just putting on a front. You know, exactly. we're just saying we're just we're just speaking words that don't mean anything, hold any weight. Just like in Matthew, God says, "You heard it before." You know, that if you if you uh, commit adultery. You know, that's a sin, right? But he said, if you think of lust after a woman in your heart, you commit adultery already. That there tells you, man, that everything is spiritual. This is just not a carnal thing that we're dealing with here. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love that you brought that up. Um, you know, Jesus says also in the Sermon on the Mount there in Matthew that the eye is the lamp of the body. And that what we see and what we let in to our eyes is going to affect what we do in the heart. And it, it, it starts there. And, and so when it comes to our own righteousness, I think that what we need to make sure that we have is that, you know, you ever see like the coffee mugs or the, or the shirts that say, you know, trust your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the worst advice you could ever give somebody. Your heart, the Bible says, is deceitfully wicked and who could possibly know it? Mm-hmm. We know that the heart, this the carnal normal self without a new heart that Christ has given to us, it's going to rebel against God. It's going to desire the things against God. It's not going to want to be submissive to God, his word and his spirit. And so um, what we need to make sure that we have before us is two things. One, we need to make sure that we have the word stored up inside because that is going to be, um, that is going to be the benchmark or the bar in which we are going to use to measure our our progress when it comes to righteousness. Um, And, you know, Romans, Paul talks about it often that 
our spiritual act of worship is going to be the is the renewing of our mind so then we can be conformed to the image of Jesus and that that is going to be our living act of worship and righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the word is an essential component. The other essential component, notice that Paul in this section of Ephesians is talking quite a bit about spirituality. Like he's he's highlighting um, you know, principalities. He's highlighting the works of the enemy, that there is a realm that is outside of the one that we can see with our natural eyes that is one of spirit. And what we have dwelling in us as a gift from God is the Holy Spirit. And that all other spirits need to submit to that, that all other spirits do not have authority or more power than what the Holy Spirit has um, in himself. And we've been given that. That's a deposit that's been put into us as sons and daughters of God. And that the yielding, the Holy Spirit is going to point us to the word of God. And the word of God is going to be fulfilled through the power that the Holy Spirit is going to generate inside of us. So when we talk about righteousness, this is not something that we're just going to produce. Like, that, you know, there have been times in my walk where I've been like, man, I'm just going to be I'm going to be righteous, like just in my own self. And, and man, it's a train wreck when I start thinking about it that way. But when we can come before God with a uh, acknowledgement of, Lord, there is nothing that I am going to be able to do on my own that is going to produce a level of righteousness that you demand from me as your son and as your daughter. And I need to rely on your word to steer me where I'm supposed to go because I'm not trusting my own heart. I know I know where that ends. Yeah. I'm trusting your word. I want your heart. And then the spirit then comes in, empowers, and allows us to accomplish that which God has already ordained for us to accomplish mm-hmm. and what he's already set out for us um, on the path that he's called us to walk down, live, and fulfill it. I don't care if you're a single mom at home. I don't care if you're, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a guy in business. I don't care if you're a student. I don't care if you're retired. Wherever that you are in life, no matter what country, no matter what time period, no matter what that it is, the word of God is going to stand forever. That it's 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 always timely because the word's timeless, right. and the spirit is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in us, the word says. And so when we are relying on these two things, it's almost the two pedals on the bike, word of God, power of the spirit, word of God, power of the spirit. If you can continually ride at that pace, then you are gonna be able to stand with a level of righteousness that you know that you can't manufacture on your own that can only come from above. And that is going to make everything that is around you kneel. And you will be victorious in that way. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to wrap our heads around as believers, because we always want to have our fingers, our hand print on everything that we do. You know, our desires, our wants, our needs. We want to influence it with our own actions, thinking that our power, yeah. you know, is enough. This like, you know, like Paul said, this is not a physical battle that we're facing here. This is no. spiritual and matter. No. There's there's not a there's not a man on earth, physically speaking, who can match the lowest of the low of a principality that's evil coming against us. Yeah. We have to dig in our bag, dig in this book and read the word of God, put on the complete armor of God. And if you notice one thing, when God told us to stand firm, notice one thing that was not given to us. That's back armor. Yes. We're, we're ordered to stand still and move forward, press on, that's fight good, the man. good fight. That's good. You know what I mean? 
we're not we're not called to tuck tail and turn around and run from the things that are coming against us. We're called to fight. We're called to pray. We're called to worship. We're called to put on all these pieces of armor and equip ourselves with this and also disciple others in the same manner that Paul is discipling us through the word of God. You know, if Ephesians 6 is, is it's a battle cry, pretty much, man. It is. It, it's a battle cry for a war that is not fought on earth. It is a war that is fought in the spiritual realm, the realm that we cannot see. We have a high priest in heaven whose name is Jesus Christ, who was intercessing for us daily, daily. These gifts that he gave us, this armor that he gave us is meant to be put on every day, every hour, every second of our lives. One slip up, one mishap can open the door for anything to happen. Yeah. You know, he didn't say put on this part. You can leave this one at home or put on the helmet, but leave the shield behind. No, he said put on the full armor of God, complete in his word, complete in his armor, complete with his love and complete with everything that he's telling us to do. Absolutely. And, and I think that um, just a just a word of encouragement while we're talking about this, just to encourage those that are out there. And I need this encouragement and I'm sure you do, too, Marcel. Yeah, but but, you know, you got to remember that the war that he's talking about here when he says stand firm, um, he says that we're waging war. But you got to remember that the war is already won. That when Jesus died on the cross and he cried out, it is finished, that is a fulfillment of what we saw in Genesis 3, which is the, the fall of man. Like when our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they fell and they were in sin, this was it. The first gospel is preached there. And it is that the son will come and he will crush the head of the serpent. He's going he's gonna to be victorious over uh, hell Satan, demons, the wrath of God, he is going to conquer Satan, sin, and death. And we need to remember that as part of that family, we're part of that, that royal bloodline that, that God has chosen you. He has, he has put his spirit inside of you to conform you to the image of his son. And so I'm not trying to remove your own personal responsibility when it comes to walking in righteousness. That is not what I'm trying to do here. But what I do know is that we can oftentimes, when it talks about this battle, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, that it's a spiritual fight. Remember, it's a battle, not a war. The war is won, but we wage war on the battlefield on a daily basis. And so you might have, you might be in a position right now where you're walking in a season of just defeat. You might be struggling in depression. You might be addicted to porn. You might have things that have strongholds on your life. It could be relationships. It could be addiction. It could be whatever that you might be facing currently. But you need to remember that the war is won and that victory that Christ has accomplished is applied to you fully. So you can be victorious over what you're facing. If you're down today, get back up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Take hold of the word of God and conquer because he's already won the war. So you can press forward even if there are areas of your life right now where you feel defeated. You might not feel that righteous right now. You might feel like, man, I don't, I'm don't. i questioning whether I'm even a son or a daughter of God. At this time, you need to pick up that word 
you need to remind yourself of who you are in Christ and you need to press forward and expect to be victorious because you have been given all of the tools that you need to succeed in the battle. And so this is a fight that you are personally fighting. You're fleshing this thing out, but all of the pieces of armor that Paul lists off here, yes, it's, it, it is a great analogy to a, a Roman soldier in, in that day. It's a perfect analogy that he gives there, but he's actually quoting scripture that is from the Old Testament talking about what Christ wears when he came in and he conquers. So when it comes to this breastplate, when it comes to this helmet, when it comes to the sword, when it comes to all of these things, you will find scripture that these are actually the things that Christ wore when he rode into battle and he was merciless when he came against his enemies and he defeated them in full. And so now we need to look to that and see that the things that, that Christ himself had worn in battle on our behalf, those are now being applied to us. It's a reminder that when we stand, that's not pointing to self. It's pointing to Christ. And as long as we are clothing ourselves in that and reminding ourselves of that, we can be victorious. So for, for those of you that are out there that are, that are listening to this, like I said, you might be coming into this podcast just knowing that God has highlighted certain areas that you have been dropping the ball on. You might not be thinking about this as a war. You might be looking at this and being like, man, this ain't a war that I can win. It is a war that you can win because it's already been won in Christ. Get up again, seek God, ask for the Spirit to empower you, open the scriptures and see them come alive so that then you can thrive. And, and that, that is a charge that, I don't know, while we're talking about this, I felt like God put that on my heart because there have been many times in my walk where I have felt unworthy. I have felt defeated. I have felt like, man, this is just an area that I just cannot get right. And you know what? I was absolutely right. I cannot get that right. But by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit and through his word, giving wisdom and insight, we can conquer because Christ has already conquered for us. Amen. Amen. I couldn't say it better myself, brother. You hit everything <laughs> on the head with that one, man. In conclusion, we just want to tell you guys, man, the battle is a battle daily, but the war has already been won. Amen. Just continue to suit up and show up. Stay in the word. Stay putting these pieces of armor on daily. They're, they're vital. They are very vital. Remember, this is spiritual warfare. None of this is physical. None of this is carnal. We cannot do it by our might, but only by Jesus Christ's salvation, his, his saving grace alone. That's the only way we can do this. Next week, guys, we'll be wrapping it up with uh, Ephesians 6, chapter uh, 15. We're going to do a, a, a dual podcast with this one. We're going to be doing the, the, the gospel of peace, and we're also going to be doing the shield of faith. Come Until on. next time, God bless.